What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. I'm going to jump into some recaps since it's been a little bit since we did those. We will recap every single game, every single game from Thursday. Let's jump right into it. So Mets, Nationals. The Mets beat the Nationals 4-1 in D.C. Taiwan Walker threw seven shutout innings. Mark Cannon was 3-4 with a homer. And the only run for the Nats came from a Juan Soto solo shot. This is an NL East matchup. Obviously, those are very important, but the Mets continue to roll. They're now 22-11. First place in the NL East. Nobody's really getting in their way. You know, this was the last game of the series before, you know, they play the Mariners this weekend. But they they took care of business on that one for sure. And uh, it, it was just more of the same. Great pitching, good hitting. That's what that's what they're seeing. And then for the Nats, too, more of the same. They're not really getting a whole lot outside of a couple guys, Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Everyone else is really struggling in that lineup. But nonetheless, Soto and Bell, you know, they did their thing, and uh, you know, they got they they got they got their good abs. Everyone else kind of needs to figure it out. Oakland and Detroit. So the A's beat the Tigers in Motown by a score of five three. James Caprellian was on the mound for Oakland. He went five innings with two earned run and a strikeout. We had a Jed Lowry sighting, ladies and gentlemen. Jed Lowry is is back in Oakland. Uh, he's healthy at the moment. One for two with two runs scored and two walks for the eight. Seth Brown with a homer. So Oakland, they, they sold off everyone they had. Any, anyone good that was on their team prior to this, this year, except for Loriano, they got rid of him. And they're kind of starting fresh. 14 and 19 is the record right now. The Tigers are disappointing me. I was expecting a lot better from Detroit this year. They were my sleeper pick. And they're off to a 9 and 23 start. They're fifth in the AL Central, not living up to the expectations many of us had for them. It's just not been it's not been pretty in Detroit. If we stay in the the Central, the AL Central, the Twins hosted an AL West opponent, the Astros. But the Astros beat up on them. These are two first-place teams, though. Twins are first in the AL Central. Astros are now first place in the AL West. The Strohs got an 11-3 victory. And it was fueled by just, obviously, 11-run score. That's a ton of offense. 15 hits, two homers. Kyle Tucker with a homer. And so did Jose Altuve. He homered as well. Bregman was 2-5 for five with a double. And here... It was just the Astros doing their thing. I mean, no one can really, no, no one can really stop these guys when their offense gets rolling. They've always been like that. Every single starter had at least one hit. Most of them had two actually, and it was just one of those days where the bat rack was busy and they just kept passing the baton to the next guy, and that's what they did. There was a nice grab out there in the outfield. I saw a highlight of Nick Gordon making a very nice diving grab in center field um not sure if it was this game or another one but he but one of these days he, he made no yeah sorry it was they played a double header they played a double header i'm just seeing that Astros won both of them Astros won the second game five nothing gordon was in center field in the in the second game of the double header he was two for four playing center field and made a very nice diving catch out there 
Um, Astros won 5-0. Luis Garcia was on the mound. He was good. Five shutout innings for him. You know, he was a rookie last year, and he's picked up right where he left off. Jordan Alvarez delivered two home runs for Houston, and that was, you know, that was, uh, that was all she wrote. We're still seeing really good performance from Jeremy Pena, the rookie. He's making Astros fans forget all about Carlos Correa. So why pay? You know, Carlos Correa is with the Twins, and keep in mind he's hurt right now. But you know, I think the Twins are paying him like thirty-five million dollars. After saying why pay someone thirty-five million dollars when we can get a rookie on the minimum for what is it, seven hundred thousand or so for the minimum, and he's gonna be just as good. I mean, if you look at it, Pena has been better than Correa this year. Um, and he's a rookie. Three for three yesterday with 853 OPS on the year. That's that's how you win. That's how you win. You take that money, then you go ahead and you spend it on on someone else. On someone else. I mean, you, you can find a good deal elsewhere Elsewhere, if you can get good value. It's all about value. It's not really about absolute dollars. And then again, I guess if you're the Mets, they've proven that with absolute dollars, they can, they can buy wins. And so have the Dodgers. Obviously, Teams that spend money are teams that win. We know that that's the formula to winning in this day and age. There is no secret there. Let's head over to the Midwest, St. Louis, where the Orioles, this is an interesting interleague matchup. The Orioles were playing the Cardinals, and the O's won by a score of 3-2. And, yeah, I mean, the Cards are fine. They're 17-14, second in the NL Central. They have had some somewhat slow starts from certain guys, like... Tyler O'Neill, for instance, who had a monster year last year, he's had a bit of a slow start. He's only hitting 200 with a 581 OPS, hoping to, you know, some, somewhat get on track. But you've had great starts from others. Arenado, Goldschmidt has been good. Tommy Edmond at the top of the lineup, setting the table. But the the other guys need to need to kind of, you know, heat up with the weather. At the end of the day, though, the O's got the win here, three two. Jorge Mateo and Anthony Bamboom with homers. And, um, you know, they had seven of their nine starters get at least one hit. Actually, the only person with two hits was Trey Mancini. Moving on to Pittsburgh, the Reds won a game, believe it or not. They won 4 nothing over the Pirates. And Tyler Stevenson, I will, I will give him the man of the match. Three for four with a home run and two RBIs. He's a he's a young catcher for Cincinnati, and they have a lot of they have a lot of hope in this guy. You know, when you are catching the big leagues, obviously your number one priority is to is to call out your game, is to catch and be there defensively. But Stevenson is one of those guys who profiles as a pretty good hitter too. Uh, you know, so far in his career, he's had good offensive numbers. I mean, it's been brief, but we're talking 161 games now—that's the equivalent of a full season, pretty much. And that's 16 homers, a 295 average, and an 841 OPS for a former first-round pick. Pretty good. That's Those are not just pretty good. Those are very good numbers. And he showed that yesterday in that game. As for the Pirates, they were, they were shut down. They could, not, they could not get the bats going. And uh, they were shut down by Connor Overton of the Cincinnati Reds. But the Reds haven't haven't had too many of these wins, so they'll... They'll take it while they can. Heading to Arlington, the Rangers beat beat up on the Royals. I mean, not by a whole lot. Still a close game, 3-1. And it was just good pitching. Good pitching all the way through by the 
Rangers staff just holding the Kansas City bats in check. Some of the some of the names we expected to have you know better numbers in Kansas City have have been kind of concerning so far. Whit Merrifield, what has happened to him? He's in the leadoff spot. He's hitting 162 with a 412 OPS. Salvador Perez, you know, monster year last year with the with the homers. So far, a bit of a slow start. 200 with a 631 OPS. Hopefully, his his power stroke heats up as as the weather does too. That's what happened last year. But some other guys just have been have been have been pretty mediocre with the bat. It's really been Andrew Benintendi who's looked pretty good. Uh, Hunter Dozier's looked decent, but everyone else has kind of been underwhelming. Head to the Windy City where the Yankees took on the White Sox. The Yankees continue to roll, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know uh, if this team can be stopped. 15-7 to victory. Everything looking good. Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, monster game for him. Two home runs, career high, six RBIs. Yankees are on absolute fire. 15-7 to win against the White Sox. Nobody wants to play this team right now. Nobody wants to play the Yankees because everyone is, is on fire. Judge is on fire. Stanton's on fire. And they're healthy, too. It's like... How, you, how do you beat this team? But they're they're putting everyone on notice, and they they handled they took care of business in in Chicago. I mean, they don't even have to pitch that great if they're going to be hitting the ball like that, and that's what they're doing. So Judge with his 11th, Stanton with two home runs, taking him up to nine on the year. And last but not least, we head to the to the West Coast game, the Phillies in LA playing the Dodgers. And we talked yesterday about how Bryce Harper is going to be DHing for for at least a month because he's not going to be throwing. He has a partially torn UCL and he looked just fine. Two for four, three RBIs and a home run in the first inning. And that set the tone for the Phillies. It was a bit of a close game, but the Phillies hit really well and they ended up coming out on top 9-7 against a tough Dodgers team. If we, if we talk Dodgers for a second, I will say... Um, you know, this is, this is obviously a juggernaut team, and you know, yes, they they will have their nights. I'm looking at their at their numbers here. They're having pretty good numbers from from some guys. Like Freeman, this Freeman is is Mr. Consistent. Freddie Freeman. It doesn't matter. He's shown. It doesn't matter who he's playing for, where he's playing. He's gonna put up great numbers everywhere. But uh, we had a bit of a, a hot start from Cody Bellinger, who seems to have cooled off now, and they moved him back down in the lineup. Uh, he's he's batting a seven hole. But he did homer yesterday, his fifth on the air. He's hitting 205 with a 684 OPS. Still a far cry from what he he ought to be doing. And um, yeah, that that concludes our full recap of games. But you know, as I'm recording this, I, I did just see the news that the Mariners have sent down Jared Kelnick. So we were talking the other day about how Jared Kelnick was making know his uh his his first appearance at city field or he's about to ever since that trade went down 2018 but i mean it's not like he had he was going to p- place a big threat to the mets anyway it was just one of those things kind of rub things in the mets face like look you took on that bloated robbie cano contract for a top prospect but kelnick has been demoted he he has struggled this year if we're being honest he's hit 181 over his first 30 377 mlb plate appearances um yeah, not not a whole lot of production from him. He's strike he's striking out in 28% of his trips. So he needs to go down and figure it out. I mean, Kelnick is only 22, so hopefully he'll be back up soon. But in a corresponding move, you know, the 
Mariners selected outfielder Steven Souza Jr. to the big leagues in place of Jared Kelnick. I'm not really sure what that means for Kyle Lewis. I have to look into that because Kyle Lewis is supposed to be coming back from a rehab assignment. So I'm sure that means once Lewis is, is done with the rehab assignment, he will enter the starting lineup for the Mariners. Last but not least, here's some MLB draft news. Remember Kumar Rocker? Kumar Rocker was drafted in the first round by the Mets last year, did not sign due to health issues, basically. Uh, the Mets didn't like what they saw in his MRI, and they they chopped down his his signing bonus, and you know, they didn't agree to a deal. You know, They were prepared to offer overslot $6 million bonus, but once they saw the, the medicals, they, they pulled their offer entirely, actually. They, chopped it, they didn't just chop it down. They pulled the offer. So the Mets got the 11th pick in this year's draft as compensation, and Kumar Rocker got nothing. He got nothing. He pushed it, he pushed it aside, and now he's going to pitch for an independent league team this spring. So he's using this league as a showcase to demonstrate that he's healthy and, and try to get, you know, get selected again in this July's draft. He's playing for the Frontier League's Tri-City Valley Cats. So that was just announced today. I thought I would mention it. But, you know, will he be selecting the first round again? Who knows? But he's going to have a lot of scouts looking at him. Obviously, someone with that pedigree who was picked 10th last year. Uh, if, if he if he puts up good numbers this year, expecting me to take in the first round again, I think I think it's gonna happen. But that's gonna do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.